Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, Grow Your Trade, the show that aims to help you grow your business. Don't forget to tell all your friends about the amazing conversations we're having here. And if you have any comments or would like to get in touch with the show, you can do so using the email address, hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk. And of course, you can find out more on the website, marketingsimplified.co.uk as well. Now, as always, my name is John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia and I'm your brand guardian. My name's Andrew and I help get trades off the tools. Now, this could be a rather tricky conversation because this episode is all about getting your partner involved in your business. Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I know certainly a number of companies where it's a husband and wife team and they do very well, but I've also heard of husband and wife teams not doing very well. So is your partner um, going to make you a better business or is it going to hinder your business? Over to Georgia with some insights. Insights. Mm, That's interesting. I don't think I have an awful lot to add on this subject other than every trade that I work with that has brought their partner on board seems to struggle. I have not yet found a a, a trades couple in business who have quite yet nailed it, but that could be just because the clients I work with, it's actually relatively new. Um, And I think where I'm seeing a struggle is that these trades guys have been so used to working by themselves um, running the company for so long. Um, Yes, they struggled with things like their admin and their marketing bits and pieces, things that aren't their forte. And they've they've asked their partner to come on board because they are actually very good maybe with the written word and, and emails and administration and they've left their jobs. But the trades man is finding it very, very difficult because there's suddenly a whole restructuring in the business that they maybe didn't quite foresee. And they they the struggle they're finding now is the locking off from business time to couple time. And um, so I do hear this day to day from my clients and um, I do try and send them in the direction of um, people that might be able to help them. Um, but I guess maybe from being on the ground, I don't necessarily have insights from experience myself, but it does seem to be a common problem. Um, Andrew, as our trade who has been in the industry for years and years, you're used to um, running a company alone. You, you've also run a company um, with, with a partner as well. You've seen it from all aspects. So I'd love to know if you have any tips that I can then share back with my trades guys and hoping to solve a, solve a challenge, let's, let's say. There's, there's two versions of this. There's the version where you sort of get into it and your, your wife, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend joins you at that kind of beginning stage as you're growing it. And that's brilliant because if you've got two people that are both passionate about uh, the business or the industry and each other and you're sort of all moving in this direction together – it's amazing. It feels like you're you're not up against timelines or being home by six o'clock or got to get the kids in bed or any of those things. It can be absolutely outstanding. But something like Andrew, is, is that sorry? And is is that a um, a honeymoon period, that Andrew? And I suppose it's one of the benefits there that um, you know, if, if there's both of you working within the business, that's going to keep the uh, overheads down a little bit because you won't be able to pay each other at the beginning potentially. Absolutely, there is that honeymoon period, and there is that situation of you're kind of just in it and you're probably not taking proper salaries you're just getting the job done and working for each other so whilst that's kind of enjoyable to be working in that environment it's not a real business so this is kind of going to sound a little bit kind of cold but it makes absolute sense 
whether you're in that situation of, of falling into something and, and going along for the ride at the beginning, or it's a separate situation that a partner's coming into it at a later date, what makes that person qualified to do a role in your business? You know, you still would have to go through the same rec recruitment procedure, if you like, in terms of defining the roles and responsibilities of the different roles that are required within your company. And just because the, your partner, your girlfriend, boyfriend happens to now be available and has time to help you with X, Y and Z doesn't always mean that they should. Because I tell you yeah. what, the hardest person to delegate to you're the most difficult person to to make accountable they're very very difficult to kind of show your weekly kpis and measurables against where they're slacking because all the answer you're going to get is yeah but i'm also running the house and i had to pop to the shops and i had to do this that and the other completely separate uh reasons or excuses for not completing the business task when they're running a home as well him, him or her running the home as well i've seen that quite a lot and i don't know if you guys have seen that as well but it seems to be that it's, it's almost like, you know, the other half is unemployed or has been made redundant or something like that or wants to be involved or has finished as the childcare and then needs something to do and therefore gets brought in. And like you say, Andrew, doesn't have an expertise, doesn't have a degree in something or a qualification in something. So he's maybe handed the bookkeeping or um, the HR department um, or um, something to do with the finance of the business which, let's face it, those are all quite critical things. And someone without the right qualifications, things could just blow up in your face. I mean, it's, it's amazing to kind of think that you put somebody untrained into running that aspect of your business, whether it's you, someone you trust or not. Um, yes, there's some quick online courses you can do on zero for arguments like or QuickBooks to learn how to work your way around the software, but you still want to have an understanding of what's going on. I suppose, apart from setting the roles and responsibilities of what's required in your business, whether you're going to then, you know, let that family member apply for the position or take on the position or help you out at all. The other way of looking at it is kind of using an exercise that I do with clients, which is deciding um, what you enjoy doing and what you're really good at versus what you hate doing and what you're not good at. And there's some other areas of that activity as well. Now, if by some wonderful coincidence, the things that you're good at coincide with the things that they're good at and not good at and good at and so on and so forth, it means you can really focus on different areas of the business and be accountable to your own areas of the business without really crossing over each other. And then no one's really working for everyone. For example, if I hate writing content, but my partner, business partner, family member happens to be brilliant at creating content and is really good, then no problem at all. That works really, really well. And then that person in the family would then work with someone in social media or put them in touch with you guys to make sure that the copy is correct before we then did a marketing campaign. At that point now where it's a complete separate role and responsibility of the business, it can work really, really well because you're then coming together and sharing your passions for different sides of the business, both having a real effect on the shared vision of what you're trying to achieve. So setting up those separate, right, we're going to work on the goals of the business today and having a business conversation between nine and ten and having it structured and regimented. And this is where the arguments kind of always happen with people, not just partners. It's always a logic versus emotional argument. If you can answer a logical problem with a logical solution, you're winning. If you try and answer an emotional problem with a logical answer and vice versa, you're in trouble. And men do this all the time, women do it all the time, men and men, women and women, doesn't really matter. It's different people type and different personality types. So you have to kind of try and answer the problem with the same type of solution, logic versus logic, emotion versus emotion. Otherwise, I was, yeah, I, I was wondering where you were going with that, Andrew. But yeah, I, I do agree with that. You know, 
many men have fallen prey to uh, to that scenario in the past. But there must be some positives as well. I mean, you were starting to talk about the positives there of it being a good thing working with your partner. Um, what about from a branding perspective as well, with it maybe being you know a, a family business? That's got to have some some good brand implications. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to um, trades businesses, as we know, one of the biggest pain points that trades have with clients is instilling trust because, um, you know, there's the whole cowboy or cowgirl stereotype. Um, and that's something we need to, I work very hard with my clients to break through. And actually, having a family business can often be very much a strength from a brand perspective. If you're seeing that uh, the director, the directors of the company are maybe the couple, maybe there's there's children that work, obviously adult children, but oh, that could be an interesting conversation itself if there's lots of little children uh, going and doing doing the work that Andrew would do on the plumbing um, within the business or, you know, there's a whole family feel that does instill trust to us as the end consumer for sure. And then my job would be um, help extract that in the marketing visually where we, we have like team photos and um, you know, showcasing maybe what the family might do slightly outside of the business. Let's say they were helping charities fundraise or they were supporting a local school um, with the grandkids that might be there, for example. All these things are great for brand awareness. Um, so there are certainly the positives, but like always, it's how these things are executed. Um, and you want to make sure that we're not portraying something on social media from a family perspective and actually in real life. We're all at loggerheads when we're on site and wanting to kill each other and uh, being perceived a different way uh, in person. So carrying through all of that is very important as well. I totally agree with that, Georgia. You know, there's there's so many positives about it. Like I said, if you're if you're sharing the same sort of business goals and the personal goals are tied into that and it all works, it's fantastic. But what I do see time and time again is if you've got somebody as the managing director of the company, if you like, and another partner has come into the business and is only working part-time, but that part-time partner starts undermining the managing director, it's just unprofessional and it doesn't look good. And I've, I've, I've seen it and I've been amongst it and it's, and it's so difficult to navigate yourselves when you're in it. Um, and it's kind of no one's fault because it just happens. Um, so there's no kind of blame in it, but you just need to be hyper aware of it. But John, no, I totally, from a positive point of view, if if you if you can you can get it and you can be objective about it, or have someone that helps you be objective that you both listen to and respect and value their opinion of, then it can be really really powerful because it's the least the last person you'd expect to kind of um, not want the best for you, and to have the power in your corner moving forward. Um, is absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very powerful. What, how, what would be your uh, advice to um, my trades guys that say one of their struggles is actually switching off, especially if you live together, um, where you're, you're working all day, one of you might be on site, one of you might be in the office, you might be together in the office, you might be together on site, but being able to have just couple time and business time is that, a, like you said, when you're structuring your day, when you're having your meetings, et cetera, is it a case of, right, after six o'clock, we don't talk work? Like, what would be your advice there? Because the, the only other um, challenge I've then had people um, speak to me about is that if something has gone wrong, they, they may have had that structure in place, but something has gone wrong on site at 5.30. And, oh, my God, we need to call this person in and something is happening, we need to go to the office. And then that encroaches into evening and it might end up being weeks and weeks that this problem keeps amounting to. How would you advise a couple is able to divide that time and make sure that the relationship is given the care and attention it needs, but separately to the business? 
I think it's one of those things where if if everything is going well, it's kind of not a problem because you don't mind talking about work or you don't mind talking about the business because everybody is now passionate about you know the goals that you've set and what you're trying to achieve. What's probably happening happening there is there's something specific that's being missed. Someone's you know needs, a relationship needs, or emotional needs are being missed out. You know, in whatever whatever that is. So it's probably more of a specific conversation. To be fair, I totally agree. When stuff goes wrong, stuff goes wrong. And if you've chosen the business, then it will always take a priority. But in this non-spontaneous world that we're in, and if anyone's been in a relationship longer than a year, you have to plan and schedule stuff. So as you said, as as unless things are going drastically wrong. It is about scheduling date nights and weekends off and not turning the phone uh, phone on and not having the emails on. And if you're not in a position to do that, then is it a case that you don't want to or you don't have the systems to? Because if you don't have the systems to, but you've been in business for a few years now, then the reality is you've got some sort of control issue or you are the bottleneck in your own business and you're not allowing yourself and therefore your relationship to move forward. And that's often what those kind of problems and those people are sort of blocking from happening. And it's a constant battle that I have because a lot of these business owners just want to be busy all the time, busy with non-stuff. And it can ruin relationships, as you've just mentioned there. I think those are some brilliant points. And, you know, just going back and just thinking about these things within your business every so often and revealing it is definitely a big thing. So make sure you reach out and speak to Andrew if you think you're having these kinds of problems. But also as well, thank you very much for watching or for listening. That is the end of today's podcast. But don't forget, there's a load more you can explore online at our website of marketingsimplified.co.uk. And if you have any thoughts about different episodes, please do get in touch. Hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.